The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. As always, I tell you every week, I am so glad you are here. It has been an incredible first season, and I just cannot thank you enough for joining me on this journey. My goal is always to inspire you and leave you feeling lit up even more high vibe than you were before listening. And of course, I'm here to help you expand your manifesting toolbox. Today, I have an extremely special guest to share with you. She is a friend. She is a colleague. She is an incredible author and really she's bringing us back to our roots today. She is feng shui practitioner, Amanda Gibby Peters. She is the author of simple shui for every day, 365 ways to feng shui your life. And it's the perfect book because she shares bite-sized information every single day. It's just a little tip, something to help you align with your desires, help you align with the abundance that you deserve. And it's nice because to be honest, I think feng shui is really simple and fun. And yet the more in depth you get with it, you realize there's so much to it. And there's so many different practices, so many different adjustments that you can try and it can become a little bit overwhelming. So Amanda Gibby Peters has the unique gift of taking this potentially complex topic and really simplifying it. And I'm not going to make this intro super long because the truth about Amanda is she is a teacher and you're just going to want to absorb all that she has to share with you and how she shares it is whimsical. And I mean it because her, the way, she has a way with words. And I've told her this before, uh, the way that she expresses this magical manifesting practice is just so unique and delightful. You're just going to really enjoy the episode. You're going to enjoy listening to her. So Really, I mean, I've had a lot of guests on the show recently who have, you know, introduced us to many different types of manifesting methods, as well as ways to get grounded. And this is exciting because we're going back to our roots with feng shui. Okay. Before we cut to the interview, I just want to read a bio so that you can have some background knowledge on Amanda Gibby Peters. You can also look at the show notes because she was very generous with sharing a lot of information and links to, to the topics that we cover in this episode. I wanted her to share a little bit about space clearing with you because there's so many different ways that you can clear energy. And I kind of consider Amanda the queen of space clearing because she opened up my eyes to burning frankincense or burning cinnamon or other herbs such as rose dried rose petals, because the way that she explains it is that all of these different materials 
have different frequencies. And when they have different frequencies, they will clear the energy in a different way and open up space for different things based on your intention. So for example, if you want to have more harmony in your home, you might try to burn some rose or, and even walk around with a rose quartz crystal to invoke or evoke rather um, the unconditional love for yourself and others. Whereas if you're looking for wealth, she suggested a cinnamon and rosemary bundle that you could get on Etsy and you could clear the energy that way to really release obstacles that might be standing in your way and blocking you from getting the money and the abundance that is truly trying to make it make its way to your doorstep. So again, she really opened up my mind to all of this before Working with Amanda, I want to say I just used Sage or Palo Santo because I was pretty limited in my wisdom and knowledge around space clearing. And so she really opened my eyes to all the different methods. And she actually came to my private feng shui group this year, and she talked about eight different tips for space clearing in order to bring abundance into your home and clear the energy so that you feel more peaceful and harmonious. And I actually did a blog on that because it was such an amazing masterclass. Like she's a teacher, right? So she was teaching uh, our group, this incredible wisdom and I had to capture it. So I will link that, um, that article in the show notes as well, because it's super beneficial and really easy steps that you can take. And I'll just say like Amanda and I had more of a conversation versus a step-by-step, you know, teaching episode. So I just want you to know that those resources are available to you. Uh, if, if you would like to really take what Amanda says and put it into practice and even go a few steps further she's your girl, check out the show notes. So let me introduce you and then we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and start the interview. Amanda Gibby Peters is the voice and visionary of simple shui, a modern day mission driven love-based practice of feng shui. She's been teaching feng shui techniques and tips for over a decade, witnessing the breathtaking life transformations of her readers and clients. She has a background in communications She used to work on the Hill and has been called the Martha Stewart of Feng Shui. Her work has been featured on Architectural Digest, My Domain, Food 22, Lonnie, Mind Body Green, Well and Good, and Amazon. She was recently named one of Instagram's best Feng Shui accounts by the Spruce for her vibrant and innovation innovative influence on creating positive spaces. She's definitely a must follow on Instagram side note. She really is. She's awesome. Super. Her reels are super informative and you can literally watch a 30 second reel and change your life. I'm not kidding. I've actually taken some of her suggestions and, um, it just always shifts the energy and something cool really happens after every single adjustment I've ever tried that she's given me. Finally, I'll say Amanda is Dallas-based with an international clientele where she lives with her husband, twin daughters, and their rescue dog, Ruby. So excited to introduce you all to Amanda Gibby-Peters. Enjoy the show. 
All right. Hi, Amanda. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy our conversations. I do too. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of listeners who maybe already know you and maybe even know of us because you and I have collaborated a lot. We've, whether it be on Instagram or the clubhouse days, I call it like it's the past because I'm not really on there as much, but we've had a lot of really good conversations. And even though I know your story and I know a lot about you, I would love if you could introduce yourself to maybe some of the new listeners who don't necessarily know how you actually became the Amanda Gibby Peters you are today and the feng shui expert and author that you are today. Well, I appreciate that um, ask. I So Amanda Gibby Peters, yes, of Simple Shui been doing this for 16 years now and I started funny enough when I moved into the house that I'm in right now um we had just moved from Utah to Texas in a new to us home and I tell everyone you know in terms of like the list that you give the realtor here all the things that we have to have it checked all those boxes so everything seemed to be you know, thumbs up. Um, But after several months in our home, it felt like we were just constantly going into headwinds. I mean, there was just struggle after struggle. I thought it was the move. I thought it was having three-year-old twins. (laughs) That it was because my husband was traveling more. We had been relocated by his work. And so they had him just with a bigger territory and he was gone a lot. So there were a lot of those things. And then you know, I'd had to put some things that I was working on, um, on hold. So it felt like it was just that perfect storm. But then a few more months later, I was having a really, really, really bad day. And I was sitting by my bed and I just thought, I can't like, something's got to give. And so I grabbed a book and thought, whatever I see is going to be my answer. And I saw the words feng shui and read about it and thought, this is so silly. Like I'm going to change my house and my life somehow is going to change. Like I literally just changed homes. <laughs> if I had sat there with that for a little bit longer, I may have like cut to the chase and realized, yeah, you did just change homes. Ding. <laughs> but anyway, so I had this moment of, huh, I wonder what this is about and not in a sort of optimistic way more as a skepticism. And I thought, okay, I'm going to figure out what this feng shui is all about. And I'm going to prove that it doesn't work. I was really naive. Um, so I bought a book and I, and you know, back then there weren't a ton of books or resources. I mean, Amazon prime and that, like that was not a thing yet. So I read the book and then I went through and read it again and just said, okay, because we were having a lot of challenges, the primary one being financial, right? It was like we had money coming in, but it seemed to be going out very quickly. The cost of living had gone up substantially for us. And so that just was like leaving its marks on us all the time. So I figured out what I could do to help improve finances and started making some of those changes. And what I tell people is 
I don't remember noticing immediately like, oh my gosh, you know, we have so much more money or we won the lottery, but I do remember feeling compelled to keep making changes. Like I was doing things and it was like, oh, well now I can do this. Oh, well now I can do this. There was like this just very subtle curiosity that was simmering. And the truth is within, I would say like three months of starting to do some of the things and sort of, you know, thinking, I don't know that anything's necessarily changing. My husband ended up getting a new job and his, his salary went up significantly. My daughters, when we moved here, all the preschools were full and we were told, you know, you're gonna have to get on a wait list. There's no way you're going to get them in a program, same day, same time, none of that. We got a call out of the blue from our first choice school and they had two openings in the same class on the same day. Um, and, you know, it just seemed like things were starting to fall into place. And so you would think I would have said then, oh my gosh, feng shui works, I'm sold, but I didn't. I thought, well, that could be a coincidence. So I decided to give it one more heave-ho and this one was extra tricky. (laughs) So I decided in my mind, um, okay, so I've just feng shui'd uh, my office. I've put my desk in command. I've set everything up the way it's supposed to be. So I'm going to find a part-time like freelance gig and it's going to have to let me work from home and it's going to have to pay me this specific salary and I'm going to find three places that I would love to work for not necessarily places that are hiring (laughs) I love it yeah so I'm like okay so jump through the hoops and loops feng shui and this is honest to god truth so I reached out to these three different places they were not none no way connected just three different spaces I was invited to come down in an interview at all three places. I met the CEOs of all three places and I had a job offer from all of those places within two weeks. Okay. Now only one of them was offering me exactly what I'd sort of Mary Poppins out. Like it has to pay me this has to let me work from home. And the other two jobs, the offers, they were companies that I thought were really like glam and cool. And it would be so great to say I worked for them. But the third one was the one that offered me exactly what I'd said. So I took it. And shortly after that, the economy just crashed here in the US and people were being let go, laid off. And those first two companies were letting people go big time. So I would have for sure been out the door. But the third job was with the State Department. It was a it was a um, a nonprofit in Dallas that was affiliated with the State Department, and they kept me on. And so I stayed employed for that whole year. That was the moment that I pulled my seat up to my desk seriously and said, "Whenever I'm not working or momming <laughs> or doing the other things." It is all about feng shui. And that's really when I stopped being skeptical and became the student. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I resonate with that so much because I'm right now the mom with the three-year-old and the seven-year-old and working full-time at a public school district. And I love what I do. And when I'm not doing those two things, I'm feng shui Mm -hmm. (laughs) And really now you've, you've eventually, like you said, you've been doing this now for 16 years, your twins are off at college. 
correct. They're, they're about to head off. Yes. They're about to head off to Vancouver, <laughs> which is amazing. And you, I remember when I first, I probably never told you this before, but I remember when I first found you on Instagram, let me describe what I'm looking at right now, just from this podcast, like Amanda is sitting on this velvety green couch with a rainbow of book, like a bookshelf with a rainbow of books behind her. She's wearing this, you know, really, I don't know if it's anthropology, but it might be, you know, this really cool, like, you know, not an animal print shirt, but like an a shirt with like these tigers on them. And this is Amanda Gibby Peters. She is, you know, colorful and bright and she is so high vibe. And I know that you said that you love the color, like that fuchsia hot pink, right? Which is like the color of the season right now, not only in fashion, but it also is another way to represent that fire energy. So I don't know, Amanda, like you've got just this really cool vibe, this really big energy. And when I first found you on Instagram, it was pre-pandemic, believe it or not. And you were out there, you actually, this is what you were doing. This is maybe how I, how I really got to know you is you started to reach out to other feng shui practitioners on Instagram and you would highlight Mm -hmm. somebody within our community on your page. And it was just like, this incredible energy that you were just bringing us together. You, you're not afraid to hold other people up because you're, that's just who you are. And, um, I just want to say one more thing, because this was also when I first had met you on Instagram, you had recently published simple shui for every day, 365 ways to feng shui your life. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think I met you within the last three years of your feng shui journey. So maybe you want to tell me a little bit about that. Like from at what point were you full-time feng shui and when have you just really started to step into this life? So great question. Um, so I, my background, interestingly enough, is in political science and then communications. Um, so when I was done sort of doing the state department gig, I was still freelancing, doing a lot of writing for people, cleaning up content, copy, that kind of stuff, helping people brand themselves on their websites. Again, you got to think 2007, 2008. So we weren't what it looks like today. Um, And I was just blogging. I was just like, that was the way that I stayed close to writing so that I was, you know, with anything, you just have to keep showing up and practicing and doing the work. And so for me, It was, I'm going to share with people what I know about feng shui as I'm learning it. And that just grew. And I started getting asked to speak at different events locally. Um, I had a few people reach out about helping them figure out the bagua. And so it was just like every time something showed up, I just said yes and figured it out. And I would say, like, honestly, after probably like close to 10 years of just like, okay, here are just a few things. I decided, okay, we're like, this is really like, I'm claiming my space now. Right. And so I started putting myself out there in a much bigger way, like a less, uh, I don't want to say less apologetic, but maybe I was willing to be bigger 
than I had allowed myself. Cause I, you know, I value people who know what they're talking about. I value experience. I value education, all of those things. And I didn't, it's funny. So one of my first mentors, Ellen Whitehurst, I talk about her all the time. She's no longer here, but she was the first person to do a consult on my house. And, um, she, then invited me to write for her site, which was a big deal. This was like 2010. And I thought I'd won the lottery. I'm like, I get to write about feng shui for Ellen Wires. And I remember thinking, well, I've read all the books. I know everything there is to know. So I'm just gonna, you know, like, cause I'd been doing it for a while. I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna start, you know, offering consults and all this kind of stuff. And she grabbed me by the scruff and she said, hmm. I'm going to ask you like 10 questions. Give me your answer right away. And I couldn't like, I couldn't keep up. And she's like, that's why you get certified because you think you know it, but you don't. And so that's when I was like, okay, I've got to start going into the things that I've been avoiding, which is, you know, we were talking before the podcast, there were certain things that I was like, that were confusing. And I was like, oh, I don't know how important that is. (laughs) Yes. We were talking before this recording about how, people are surprised once they work with you in a small group setting or they tune into the podcast or they even have their own consultation. They're really surprised at the depth of feng shui. And that is exactly, I can actually really relate to this because I was a Google guru when I started feng shui in 2012, living in the South Loop of Chicago with my husband. And I noticed after I feng shui'd our Chicago apartment, major shifts happened within a year of those results of of doing that. And I was a little different from you, Amanda, because right away I was like, it's the feng shui, it worked, oh my God. (laughs) So then we went to our new house with our, you know, had our first baby, moved into our first house and I feng shui'd that space. And what really made me want to get certified is I wanted to be able to teach this magic to other people. So I didn't even look at it from the lens of, Oh, I'm going to start doing consultations. I just wanted to share more wisdom. And the interesting thing was when I sat in that chair at the feng shui school of Chicago with Lori Pally for the first day, I couldn't stop writing notes because there was so much more that I needed to do to feng shui my house because there's so many invisible adjustments and cures that are truly sacred. And we honor the red envelope tradition and all these things. So again, I can totally relate. Like you think, you know, it all just from, you know, being a Google guru and reading all the books, and then you actually get in that seat and it's like, Whoa, this is, there's a whole lot more to it. So I'm just fascinated. Yeah, there's so much to it. In fact, I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that all the time, Instagram and Facebook weren't around when I, you know, was kind of just coming into this. And so everything I learned, I did have to, like, I would buy books and then I would figure out how to get a hold of the author. Like I would write letters (laughs) and if they had email, email them. And I remember many being kind and answering one question. Then after that, they were like, you need a consult, like, right. They held their boundaries really well. And so it was like trying to pull, you know, from the sources, but I think that we, you know, it's just that, I think that when you, when you practice feng shui for the first time and you have no idea what to expect, it allows a little bit of magic 
just sort of percolate because you have no idea, like you cannot get in the way you, you just are, you know, it's like, I don't really understand what I'm doing. And then something happens, but because of that instant gratification, I think then it's sometimes misleading because then people think that's what it's supposed to look and feel like every time and, or, oh, I had all this success. I understand feng shui. And you're right. It is, you know, when I teach my, my, my groupies, my group consult class, I tell people buy a big notebook because you're going to fill every page because I do teach from that space of here's everything that I was taught. And then I'm going to fill in all the gaps for you. (laughs) Because you never know when you're going to need it. And then there's also this concept too, that like, well, I was so successful with feng shui before I was certified. And that's when I also go back to I believe I was so successful because my intention was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And I do like to tell people who, those who are listening right now, like, don't worry too much about doing everything so perfectly. It's just, you know, so like, there's a fine line of like also having that intention, but I want to, you know what, I really want to actually give the listeners some suggestions, especially we wanted to focus on space clearing right now at the time of this recording, we are on the cusp of spring, which, you know, Amanda and I thought spring cleaning is around the corner. And I know that you have a lot of great insights for that. And I just want to share to listeners, like, as we get into, you know, sharing some of this some of these suggestions, you might want to get your notebook and paper because Amanda does have a lot of really great things to share. I even take advice from you, Amanda, you mentioned Ellen and sometimes these little adjustments that you recommend, it is pretty amazing that you can sometimes get really instant results. For example, your teacher, Ellen, your mentor, Ellen, who has passed, but she was just one of your favorite people in the world. She taught you to use the four rosemary plants next to each other in the wealth area. And when I did that adjustment within that week, I was invited to do a really big speaking engagement with the London school of feng shui. And what was so fascinating about that is the whole intention behind grouping plants together is so that you will collaborate with more like-minded individuals. And I was on this panel with like 10 other teachers. So anyway, I don't mean to breeze over your adjustment, <laughs> but it, it's a good one. Could you, could you explain that one for the listeners? And then we can get into some space clearing. What's the theory behind using rosemary? Well, so there's a couple of things that are at play there. And this is why I think actually working with a practitioner is just such a wise investment because you learn how these things get paired together. And when you understand the different properties or ingredients you're working with, you can work with them always in tandem or you can pull them apart. So rosemary is associated with female financial independence. This is how Ellen explained it to me. Now, I just took that from her and thought, okay, sure, why not? But I remember years later being at a consult and going up to the door and there was this massive rosemary bush out front. And I remember the neighbor coming out just randomly as I was approaching the house. And then my client came out and we started having this conversation and the neighbor made a comment about the big rosemary bush representing strong female energy in the house. <laughs> and I thought, 
Well, that's confirmation. That's all the validation I need, right? So rosemary is associated with that. It also is really, you know, when you look at different herbs to work with in terms of like money magic, rosemary is always going to be on the list. You know, it's going to be up there with mint and basil and that. So I think, and then, you know, the four plants, you get the, what you just said, you know, anytime you gather or group plants together, it really speaks to like networking, breaking ground with others, collaborative energies. It's all that really beautiful energy. Um, but the four was the number of the wealth area. And so you can put that in the wealth area and then you've got all of that sort of just humming along. So it's, it's really understanding how all those move into alignment with each other. And so what sounds really simple, go buy four rosemary and put them in your kitchen. Voila. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just showed how much wisdom is really embedded in that one little suggestion. So true. And I, that's where I think your superpower is, Amanda, is you really love to share the different types of herbs that you can actually burn mm -hmm. for different results and different kinds of space clearing, which is really our topic that we wanted to focus on today. And before I met you, the only thing I ever really knew to burn was either Palo Santo or sage. And you, you did help me with learning how there's like a sage hack that Amanda has that will help the sage burn, which we could share, but I never burned rosemary before, but you were the person that recommended to burn rosemary and cinnamon bundles for mm -hmm. that wealth. So mm -hmm. incredible. And actually you had a recent post on it. Actually, it was one of your stories on Instagram. You shared how different seasons might call you to burn different products, I guess you could say, or different materials for, for unique results. So yeah, where do you want to go with this? Cause there's so, so many directions to go, but I'll, I'll defer to you and talk a little bit about space clearing and maybe what you recommend at least starting in, in the spring. Well, so here's what I would say. Like when you, when you read about space clearing and space clearing and smudging are two very different things, right? Space clearing is something that's more specific in the feng shui community. Thanks to Karen Kingston. I think that's where it, you know, sort of came from. Um, it's a ritual, meaning you can change out sort of the template of instructions. But when you read about a space clearing, most places, you're going to hear about this whole um, you know, ritual that you perform, you know, where you clear out energy in your house and you, you know, um, you know, I oftentimes when I go through a space will clap or rattle to loosen up or agitate any energy that's sort of gotten stuck or sticky and then walk through with whatever I'm cleansing and then walk through one more time to sort of leave the space on a high note, right? It's a pretty involved process. It is something that you want to go into mindfully and, you know, energetically prepared because it is like cleaning your house. It looks like you're just maybe wafting some smoke around and saying some words, but you're removing a lot of energy, especially if your house or space has never been cleared and cleansed before. There's a lot that you're going to kick up and remove. So that's a bigger thing. What I love helping people understand is that once you've endeavored to do that, make it your mission to energetically cleanse your space regularly so that you don't have to do these big cleanses when something happens, right? Like it takes energy to keep energy in place, right? The positive energy. So if you're doing these little things, then, you know, throughout the year, 
then that becomes the connective tissue. And you only really need to do space clearings, bigger ones, when like maybe the year has changed or something really big has happened or occurred, you know, or you're really trying to shift a big amount of energy. Otherwise, the little things work. And so you and I've talked in the past about how much I love salt. I always call it the original crystal. <laughs> Um, and I do, I, I had a, a client today reach out and he's like, I, there's some stuff happening. I need you to get down here and space clear. And I'm like, put some salt out. I'm going to do you one. I want you to put some salt out and we'll see if you still need me to come down. <laughs> mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Salt is a universal cleanser. It is something that most people can get pretty easily. And it has so many like it, it provides you so many different ways to work with it. It's very versatile, very user-friendly. So one of the things I'll do is leave a bowl of salt out in the middle of your space for 24 hours. And at 24 hours, don't really leave it out longer than that. Otherwise you start getting some of that, whatever it's absorbed, starts kind of leaking back into your space. After 24 hours or at 24 hours, dump it out outside. And what happens is the salt is just going to pull some of those energy gremlins out of the air. Now, people think that's too simple. What I've gone through, it's not big enough. It's not up to task. I will tell you over and over throughout the years when someone has had anything happen in their space and people call me with some pretty traumatic stories. This is the thing I say, do until I can get there. And I have never heard a story of where the energy has not improved. It is, it is such a powerful, if you take nothing else, this is all you take from this, this conversation. It is worth the listen. It is so, it is, it's really that great. Um, but another thing that I'll tell people to do too, is you can take salt and put it in some boiling water, let the water cool. And then you can just wipe down your door frame. You can wipe down your door. You can wipe down your windows salt will you can cleanse your space like that and it's also a really great way to shift the energy to revitalize the energy to give the space a judge it's it's a super fantastic thing to do um when kiddos have nightmares a bowl of salt out in the room is a great way to help kind of draw some of that energy out so there's just a lot of of ways to cleanse with salt and then of course anytime you're cleansing space you want to make sure that you clean and clear yourself too when you're done so a salt bath <laughs> I love that. And I think that's super important to mention that after you do any type of a space clearing, it let's even, let's just say that you took that suggestion to use salt water essentially mm -hmm. and clean the doorknobs and clean the doors. You're going to be exhausted afterwards because of, like you said, all the people are touching those door handles. Think of all the energy transfers that have been there. And if you've never done it before and you've been living in the house for a while and there's that predecessor chi or that the, the energy people who lived there before, it's really important to take either a salt bath, like you said, or shower almost immediately after, or, or at least really wash your hands super well before you eat anything. And also making sure that if you're doing anything with smoke, that you're not, you don't have food laying out and water and you're not like, you know, ingesting that stuff. It, it sounds a little bit woo, but I'm telling you, it, it, it can make a big difference. All of that. Yeah. I, so when it comes to space clearing, I think that we've just gotten really, I think it's the way it's marketed, but we do see the smoke bundles and we think, oh, I just need to light something and wave it around and voila. And that's not really how, I mean, 
I guess you can do that, but you know, you want to prepare your space for success and you want to show up with that mindfulness and that awareness of what you're doing. And so just like a few little things will make a huge difference. You just brought up, you know, I'm not having out food and drink. And I would say also before you do any sort of space clearing, it's smart to be hydrated. It's smart to turn off all your devices. It's smart to call on your spirit guides or your ancestors or your light helpers or your allies, whatever it is, so that you're not facilitating this process, right? I mean, when you're working with medicine or tools of any kind, you're really relying and engaging and working with their energies, right, to help the process. So you by really taking a beat and thinking about, okay, what do I want to incorporate? How do I want to move through this? You set yourself up for optimal results from what you're doing. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I did the whole salt thing before talking with you, Amanda, and I didn't realize that leaving the salt out for longer than 24 hours was actually going to almost reverse the impact. Like it's not (laughs) going to be that effective if you just let the salt sit there forever. In fact, it's going to absorb the negative energies or stagnant chi, and then it's all, it's going to, it's going to get back out into the ethers. And so I actually, the other day was focusing on the relationship area of our home. I got I don't know if you approve of this, Amanda, but I got pink Himalayan salt. Oh yeah. 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 I I liked the pink because I figured, you know, that, that rose quartz color activates the relationship area and I placed it there for 24 hours. And then the next day I took the salt and I just put it back into the ground outside and into the dirt and it just, it felt better. And to be honest, my husband and I, you know, we, you always have different conversations with each other. And the the next conversation after that was extremely healing and respectful and positive. So I was like, wow, that worked, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's also a great um, distinction to make too. You know, when I say throw it out, sometimes people think that's the trash and in cities and that people have to do that. Like if you, if, for my clients who live like in New York city or whatever, there's not usually grass that they can go or, you know, a yard, but you can always return something to the earth, you know, and earth energy just sort of transmutes anything negative into positive. It's just like a really great neutralizer, you know, in terms of you don't have to worry about that negative energy sitting out there. Um, in fact, one of the ways that I was taught to space clear things, if I needed to, is you can bury them in dirt, you know, so if you don't want to use salt water to clean something, you don't want to put something in the sun, you don't want to grab a smoke bundle, you can bury something in the dirt and it will cleanse it too. You know, so, I mean, it's like, that's a really great way to dispose of Um, salt. If you use salt often, you just need to make sure you don't have any pets that (laughs) like find that little hidey hole. (laughs) Yes. Well, I just appreciate this conversation because again, it's not to say that I just know that it's very much more mainstream and more well well-received that people are using sage and different kinds of bundles within their home. But then it's like, just really, I think what I've gotten from this conversation is just that remembrance of setting your intention, calling upon a higher power greater than yourself to help you clear the energy, 
crack open some windows because the energy, once it gets kicked up, it needs to escape, making sure you're doing that and just doing it responsibly. And I personally, I like to share with people, I think the new moon and the full moon tend to be, they're they're in cycles of about every two weeks. So you could literally do like a little mini space clearing that we're talking about like every two weeks. And then it sort of starts to become this maintenance. Yeah. And, and keep in mind too, I mean, there is like such a, you know, market of, of tools available to us now. Right. So there are essential oil spritzes and sprays. You can take water and put orange peel. This is one of the things I tell people, like you don't have to spend a lot of money to cleanse your space. You don't have to source a lot of materials. You can legit go to the store and buy salt and, or an orange and you'll be good to go, right? So even if you don't have a spritz bottle, you can get a bowl, put some water in it, tear some orange rind, you know, kind of squeeze the orange rind, drop it in the water, and then you can dip your fingers in and you can go through and flick the orange water throughout your space and that will cleanse it. Like there are really simple ways to upgrade the energy around you. And I think that sometimes we think things need to be beautiful and look like they're Instagram worthy and they need to be this whole process. And there is a time and place for that. And you can also work with all of these other energetics and frequencies and really, you know, maintain the integrity, improve the quality of energy that's happening around you because your things, your home is absorbing energy. And then it's putting that out. So when you take the time to just cleanse, and again, this is why I believe in the energetic maintenance when you take the time, then you're really making sure that the energy that you're seeping in is working to your advantage. That's working in your favor. It's beautiful. Like it really, you're treating your home as if it is a sanctuary, you're creating a sanctuary and there's so much going on out in the world that we can't control. But as you, what you can control is you can control your, your home environment and then that can re, replenish you and nourish you. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If your energy, I think we underestimate what feeling good does, but you walk out of your house, your shoulders are back, your chest is up, you know, you're smiling. That is a different energy to engage with. And so just whoever you come, you know, in contact with whoever's path you cross, whatever work you do that day benefits from that. So feeling better is a good thing. By the way, as you were talking about the whole orange peel and that simple thing, you have to follow Amanda Gibby Peters on Instagram, because I totally think you have a reel that explains that little, don't you have a reel with the, I have a reel on all, I've got cinnamon, I've got salt, I've got oranges, like it's there, you know, (laughs) a real, a real queen. And I guess I'm not so far from it. No. So, no, it's amazing to watch. Amanda, I could really talk to you all day. You truly simplify such complex topics, to be honest. And I really appreciate that. And I know you can't see me listeners. I'm holding up her book right now, Simple Shui for Every Day, 365 Ways to Feng Shui Your Life. Honestly, what what you've been doing lately has been so awesome. Amanda's been sharing daily tips from her book on her Instagram stories. So it's been really fun to follow along. It's been fun to watch you evolve in your career and all of the things. 
Would you mind sharing what, what listeners can do to sort of get to know you even better and get to know all the things, Amanda? <laughs> I would say if you're not on, if you're not following me on Instagram, that's probably the space where you can get the most information, like the most feng shui information from me. Certainly over on my blog, if you, if you know, you want to hit a site, um, my newsletter, I have a newsletter that goes out usually two to three times a month on Fridays. So sign up for that. There are things that I share there that I don't share on Instagram. Um, and then, you know, I've been teaching these classes sort of, if you didn't want to invest in a one-on-one consult, you could come and learn my process and do your house yourself. I'm going to be teaching those one last time, and then they're going to become a self-study course. So those will be available soon. And then later this year, I'm going to start certifying people, teaching people how to take this into their, how to take it into the work that they do. So not necessarily like, oh, if you want to be a feng shui practitioner, come study with me. But if you're a designer, if you're a realtor, if you're a coach, if you're an organizer, if you're a contractor, you know, someone who's already in people's homes already in people's lives how do you integrate this wisdom because I feel like just like you do this information is so empowering it deserves to be a life skill that everyone has access to it does require some conversations it does require some patience because it's not just a simple (laughs) here's your checklist now go do your best You are, you are filled to the brim with stories and that I love that. I know you teach through stories and through your experience, your 16 plus years of experience, you had to think about it. I think you've almost been doing this for longer. We're going to get off this call and you're going to remember that you've been doing it for longer, but I, um, I also want to say, I do get your newsletter. And I think that that's a really great way to you share. You're very generous with sharing links to resources. Mm-hmm. So if you're wondering, okay, what's the best place to get frankincense or, you know, I don't know the, some of the tools that Amanda uses are really next level. And so she's really generous with sharing those types of things. And I think it's just really helpful to know that she's a trusted source that can truly provide suggestions that, you know, are going to work because she believes in it. And it's just, yeah. It's all around good to, to um, join you on your newsletter. Just saying. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. I only recommend stuff that I've bought. I would like, I would be so oh, if I recommended something and it turned out to be trash. So no, I only tell people if I have actually worked with it. <laughs> well, if it's your first time meeting Amanda, then I hope that you really enjoyed our conversation. And for many of you, I know you already know Amanda and love her work. So just welcome back. And thanks for joining us in this conversation. I look forward to seeing you again, Amanda, and I will be tuning into your podcast, which is coming out very shortly. It might even be out right now at the time that this comes out. (laughs) We'll just keep our fingers crossed. Hey, (laughs) yes. And everything will be in the show notes. Thanks again. And listeners, I'll see you next week when I will help you design the life you deserve. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more 
to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.